Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. Here in the studio tonight, it's Ian. It's Bonnie. And Aria. Turns out that uh, just having a website that the feds don't like is enough to get you raided these days, at least according to a story published by Fox News over the weekend. Uh, Well, it's been like that, Ross Ulbricht. Sure, sure. I was going to mention Ross Ulbricht as well. Yeah, it's a good point. I mean, at, at least in the Ross Ulbricht case, I mean, I'm not trying to give them any credit or anything like that. It was horrifying what they did to Ross Ulbricht. At least they could claim there were illegal things happening on the website that he created, uh, which was the Silk sure. Road. Well, I mean, there was commerce happening. I'm not sure that there was anything illegal happening on the site. It may or may not have facilitated the happenings of illegal things what and i mean is people were buying attorney. and selling they they were buying and selling drugs on the on the silk road it's a fact yeah. there's no doubt about that and i'm not disputing that i'm just i'm not convinced that anything more than connecting people happened on the website but again i'm not sure. an attorney so i mean you know, yeah and, just, and i don't think russell Burke should have spent a you know an hour in jail let alone 10 years of his life which totally is what he was a been. hero he saved people's lives right yeah he, he reduced uh the violence in the black market he increased the quality of the product and, and even for if competition. it didn't do any of that he just created a website and other people used it to do things it's like it's like if people were using Neopets to meet up and sell drugs that the, you know, owners yeah. of Neopets get sent to two life plus 40 years in prison. But now the feds have raided the owner of a prominent Area 51 website. That's unusual. You've heard of Area 51. Yeah, in <laughs> the, New Mexico. The alleged, the not so secret government facility where they test a lot of aircraft and things like that. And where in an area where there just so happens to be an unusually high number of UFO sightings. It's yeah. not the same as Roswell, right? Because Roswell's where something fell from the sky. No, I think Roswell's near. Isn't Roswell near? I think. Area or wait, 51? isn't Area 51 Nevada? It might be. And yeah. then Roswell's New Mexico. Yeah, I think that's what I was so. mixing up. I get them mixed up too. But anyway. I mean, they're uh, not. They're, it's all, you know, the desert. So. <laughs> right. Uh, according to Fox News, the owner of this Area 51 website known as DreamlandResort.com is speaking out after he says federal government agents raided his home at gunpoint. He says homes, apparently, at gunpoint, and broke down the doors while investigating a crime he still doesn't know the details of. Presumably, he posted, you know, classified material. I'm not going to presume anything. I have no idea. They apparently didn't well, I mean, According to, to tell their him. allegations. Let, let, let me rephrase that. Apparently, yes. they didn't tell him. It could have been somebody else posting it, too. It- the, the the article didn't say that he posted them. It could could have been someone else posted it to his website if it's like a forum. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I've not spent much time. I just went to the site just to see what it looked like. The government's uh, very peculiar about pictures of their facilities. When I went to yeah, incarceration, true. this festival in Ohio, which takes place at a former state prison. Oh, wow. But I mean, there's an actual federal uh, prison still on the property, right? It, it was... Huh. It amazes me that they actually allow a a rock festival to take place there, but they did. Where did it happen? Like in the yard? Uh, no. Well, in the yard of the state, the state prison, prison that was closed. Yes, it did. Wow. And it's within sight, uh, sort of, of the actual federal pr- prison that's still operating. Mm-hmm. But anyway, and presumably you have to walk through the jail to get to the yard, right? Like there's not a no. direct access from no. the outside. Well, no? there there is now, but there probably mm-hmm. wasn't back, back in then. the day. I see. But anyway. 
uh, this is where they uh, shot Shawshank Redemption. Oh, so there's okay. a lot of tours and stuff like that. So we went through these tours and they have, you know, little sheets of paper over all the windows. Do not take pictures of this window or outside mm. this window. So obviously I did until they started yelling at me. Well, I mean, you can't put a sign there saying don't take pictures out of this window without telling me why. It mm. turned out to be because they were overlooking the federal prison facility. Oh, and the feds get all uppity about They're that. They're afraid that like you'll be able to send the layout of the building mm-hmm. to someone and help them escape. But as far as I'm aware, there's no actual law against it. or It's like, dude, you are having a festival here. Mm-hmm. You're kind of going to have to get over people taking pictures of your stupid little federal prison. So did they have like state agents ordering you around? Or who uh, was no, telling this was an this? employee of, I don't know. I, I suppose the people who were doing the tour and overseeing it were mm-hmm. state employees. Because mm. it's still a federal, it's still a state facility. Yeah, but they weren't like police officers or security guards or anything like that. Tour, it was just, tour guides. Your essential tour guide said, "Hey, you, stop taking pictures out the window." Okay, my Did bad. They force you to delete it. No. Okay. No, well, they. No. And it wasn't that serious. They could yeah. have asked me to leave, but yeah. they would never have gotten on my phone. Hmm. I, I suppose they could have confiscated it as well, but crazy i've been like, well, it automatically backs up everything to Google Photos, so it's already out. So give me my phone back. So the man claims that between the damages to his home, including the broken down door, and there's images here showing the, the door has been pretty mangled, and the value of the hard drives, cameras, and other equipment amounts to a dollar value of around $25,000. Now, the statement here isn't clear. I'm presuming they took hard drives, cameras, and other equipment rather than just coming in and smashing them, right? Like, it's not clear. We know they smashed his door in. And I know that people are celebrating Elon Musk taking over at Twitter and unbanning certain people. He did unban the Babylon Bee, for instance. and Which isn't even as funny as uh, the other one. Actually, Babylon Bees, I think, kind of I like, become better in many ways than the Yeah, onion. I like the bee better than the onion these days. Yeah, onion and the onion used to be funny. If you go back to older onion stuff, it's fantastic. Didn't but they go the, woke though? Yeah, in the last several years after I think it was after Univision purchased but the company. Woke isn't funny, but neither is like ultra right. And it's not like all of Babylon B is ultra right, but I yeah. read one of their articles the other day just I think it was about them getting reinstated. I was like, oh, this is not funny at all. It's all political and stupid. Well, they are Christian. Yeah, Christian. Um, you know, I think they have writers that appear to be right wing and and possibly some libertarian writers. Uh, but I'm not really clear on their political makeup, whereas The Onion seems to be pretty lefty these but days. To be fair, I'm probably just judging The Onion based on the things I hear on the radio those are almost a decade old yeah the, at this point I and i yeah. certainly don't want to portray the mentality that i think you know go woke go broke as so many people do and things like that there, there's obviously a market for people who are woke and all of that but sure. there is a lot less humor yeah that's true in the mm-hmm. woke community than there is outside of it so. i don't know why it's true but for some reason like leftist slash woke people are just not funny they can't take a joke uh and jokes no, j- they can't. jokes generally have a victim you know and and people like that don't like that fact. Anyway, uh, so there's a lot of attention being given to Elon Musk over this. Uh, he just let Donald Trump back on the platform. I saw that. Did Donald Trump actually rejoin? No, he has not. No, there's been a oh. tremendous amount, at least not of the last time I looked, which was sometime yesterday, I think. Uh, there's been a tremendous amount of attention, of course, given to this as, you know, okay, Trump's back, even though he's not back. They keep talking, like the people on the right are celebrating his account and, was reinstated, yeah, but that's the right way to He's put it. not back tweeting. Correct. Now, I suspect he will be. I mean, that's a 
that's a huge market for Donald Trump, and he's a narcissist. I don't think he'll be able to resist. The last time I checked was also yesterday. He had like 86 million followers already, and it starts you from zero. So, well, no, no, no. What happened was uh, when he came back, when they put him back on, he started with like two something million. Oh. And then they must have dug up an old backup or something like that because it went down. The I saw it as low as 200,000 and then it started climbing again. And by the next day, he's now got 87.5 million. So there was some sort of something going on in the back end. Uh, you know, the engineers were fixing his account, essentially. I'm surprised by this entirely. I would have thought that, you know, deactivating his account or whatever they did would not have removed his followers. No, I was wrong. I, but, but some weird thing happened, like it Ian could said. Have, it wasn't explained. It could have been that when Twitter deactivated his account in 2001, maybe some Twitter engineers went you in. mean 2020? Oh, sorry. Did I say 2001? 2021. Uh, maybe oh. some Twitter engineers went in there and, and blew away, you know, 90% of his followers or something like that. Who knows? I commend Donald Trump for saying, I'm not going to use your social media platform where I can be banned and restricted and censored. I'm going to stay on mine. Well, the question if is, that's what it's about. how long before he breaks his his promise on this one and, and gives in to the 87.5 million followers that are awaiting him back on Twitter? Donald uh, Trump, you can throw me your Twitter account, dude. I would be happy <laughs> to have that level of reach. Well, what he should have done before he got banned from Twitter was, of course, start his own site before the ban happened and then use his huge reach on Twitter to promote his own site, which is what he should do now that he's been reinstated. But he doesn't should... his new site suck? Like, does he have 86 million followers? No, on he there? only has four something, I think. Four to five million there, which is that's significant. huge for a I mean, Mastodon server. Yeah, it's very, very big. There's no doubt about that. And I don't know if it sucks, Bonnie. I'm jealous. I've, I've not tried it. I'm not technically allowed to join uh, social media without federal approval. That's so just what I've I heard. I haven't tried yeah, it either. I mean, I presume it's not that much different from social.freetalklive.com unless they've done significant code changes to the site. It's just another Mastodon site that they've put a, you know, they've named it Truth Social. Well, we know they did make pretty substantial changes to uh, the Truth Social. Well, we know they stripped away the Federation aspect. So you cannot follow Donald Trump's Truth Social account from outside of Truth Social, which is a stupid move on their part because I would. Like, I would follow his account just because he's entertaining. Not because I agree with him, but because he's entertaining, but I can't. Uh, Whereas normally the benefit of Mastodon is you're, you're federated. You are connected to other federated servers and you can follow people on different servers but nope they turned that off so yes they definitely did make some changes but i cannot tell you whether or not it's it's any good of a site you could go check it out bonnie and give us a review i'm just not really uh, interested like i'm not interested in gab or yeah any other right wing dominant sites so I'm on sucks. most of them uh gab in particular i signed up for parlor i think i'm on i don't remember whether or not that was pre-raid because of course i'm in the same boat as you now where i need permission to mm-hmm. use Various social media service, so I didn't ask for Gab or Parlor, yeah, but I had really accounts cares. on these places. I think I had an account on Parlor. I enjoy them, and I I could see the appeal of them, um, especially with Donald Trump's, which has millions upon millions of users. Clearly, mm-hmm. Gab and Parlor probably don't have that many. It wouldn't surprise me if Gab did. It's a fairly popular site. It is, but they're most they're alt right mm-hmm. and Nazis, and you know they're too far right to interact with me. I'm there because it was a funny way of trolling Nazis. Elon Musk refused 
to reinstate Alex Jones's account after making a big deal about how, how he's in favor of free speech. And then he used the excuse that, well, Jones was mean to children. And so therefore, uh, and I'm some, you know, uh, summarizing, paraphrasing what he said. Jones was, uh, was mean to the children at the Sandy Hook. And so therefore he doesn't belong back because Elon Musk's child died in his arms. Uh, I guess his first kid died or something. And so Elon says, no people who use children for political gain or whatever. But yet he's still allowing Joe Biden and Donald Trump and all these other people, these other politicians that not only use children for political gain, but also bomb them to death in, you know, like the Middle East and such. And uh, Kim.com actually made this point to Elon Musk. And Musk appears to follow Kim.com because he responds to his his tweets Uh, But I don't think that he's been persuaded on this. But the point was made like, hey, dude, if you're not going to let Alex Jones back on the platform, at least be consistent and take all the politicians off the platform. He he mentioned that uh, Biden killed a family, including seven children in the bomb strike in uh, Afghanistan. I suspect that's a fraction of what Biden has. Yeah, just, you know, a point you can clearly point to. Okay, well, he. Killed seven children, at least in this one instance. At right. least seven children. Yeah. That would be glorious if Elon Musk just like banned everyone who was a government official. That'd yeah. be amazing. That'd be better than him bringing Alex Jones back. Yeah, I would be totally fine with that. I uh, would be at least consistent. But the dude's yeah. just, you know, it's his platform and he's he's ruling yeah. over it however he wants to, you know? But that would make uh, that would make Twitter my number one social media platform for the rest of my life. <laughs> if, if you want my attention, Elon Musk, not that you care. Ban all politicians. Yeah, it'd be amazing. So, uh, but then how could he like go to politicians for extra money or whatever he does yeah, with his indeed. business? So then the other, so the rest of the theory with Trump is is so Trump's going to play this out to where he gets media when the media talks about his account coming back. Then he gets more media when the media talks about how Trump is saying he's not going to come back. Right, because that's already that's happened too. He's already said he's not coming back. He said it again this weekend. He's got some media about that, and then finally he will come back, and he'll get more media for when he actually does. So we're back to the story here. We started the show with the Area Fifty One website operator. The site is DreamlandResort.com, and this gentleman, uh, Mr. Such a weird name. Is it only about the Area Fifty One, or like about lots of things? Mm, I haven't dug deep into it, Bonnie. That's a good question. Uh, but it's been around since at least 1999 because it's got a web counter on it that's been operating since uh, 1999 in October. And when you say web counter, you mean like every time someone goes there, it increments? It increments. Kind of, that is so old. That, yeah. that is so old school. I had one of those on my site in 1996 Do or they also have whatever. a guest book? Because that's the only thing I can think of that's as yes. deprecated. Oh, my yes, God. they do. Wait, wow, so it has that a is count deprecated. Of how many people have been on on it before? Yes, wow. uh, there's a there's a count for today. There's a count for this week, and there's a count since 1999. Wow, I've got three of them. That's Dude, cool. the guest book that is awesome. <laughs> I it's still operating too. There's a, a post from this week, more than one post. I mean, we're no longer really in that stage of the internet where everyone has their own little website, their mm-hmm. own little subdomain, their GeoCities or whatever, where people go and they sign their guest books. But I wouldn't mind seeing. Some return of the guest book. It it was neat. It's a cool thing. 
Uh, and there's nothing wrong with the web counter either. It's just one of those old things that know, you don't see old, very often. Right. Yeah. So uh, this man is uh, his name is Arnu. That's his last name. Probably no trackers there either. No ads. Jorg Arnu is his name. He said that his girlfriend. Again, his home was raided, his door kicked in, smashed in by the federal government, ostensibly over photos that were posted to his website. And I'm there is sure a forum. I, I googled a little bit about this. Yep, he's got a forum the break. too. And, and so it could have been that somebody else posted these. That's another good point. He explained earlier this week that his girlfriend was, quote, led out into the street barefoot and only in her underwear in full view of the neighbors, unquote, during the raid and that he was led outside, quote, handcuffed and only in a T-shirt and sweats in sub-freezing temperatures. Sound familiar, Bonnie? Yeah, except uh, you you aren't a cock, so you didn't let them make me go outside naked. (laughs) You were able to get a robe. Not calling that guy right? a cuck. That's kind of mean. I, well, he, I mean, it, it, like I wasn't even thinking. Like it was just like, oh, I have to do what they're saying. And so the fact that this guy didn't think he could say, hey, no, um, if she's not going outside naked is like not his fault. You do. have to, I'm sorry. You, I thought I was going to call. Okay. You do have to stand your ground with these thugs to, to, to a reasonable extent. Right. If you yeah. stand your ground too much. They'll they will shoot you. Shoot you. Yeah. But, you know, yeah, there, there are certain lines you can draw. You can that negotiate. You don't, yes. Something. A little like, bit. Like when they wanted me to strip down and throw off my blanket, the only thing I was wearing at the time, I was like, no, I'm not doing that. I, I knew they weren't going to shoot me for that. On the other hand, this whole, no, I'm not coming down the stairs or putting my hands in the air thing. That'd no, be bad. they're yeah. going to shoot you for that one. Now, was this a conspiracy website or was this just a, hey, here's some neat facts about Area 51 sort of thing? Yeah, I, I don't know. Good question. There's a frequently asked questions. There's visitor information. It's a it's a big website. Like, there's a lot of visitor, content like, here. Visiting the website or visiting Area 51? Uh, presumably, if you want to visit the area around Area 51, obviously, you cannot get into Area 51. They will. Uh, the old story is if you get too close, uh, Air they, Force they agents... They can just shoot you. Well, maybe, but uh, Air Force armed men will come out and stop your advance. That's why you have to Naruto run faster than the bullets. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, that's a reference to the group of people that was going to go out there during COVID, wasn't it? I yeah, I think wasn't it was that? during COVID, yeah. yeah. I, I think was, so. It was like a distant memory. But... Yeah, Mark was going to go and everything. Was he? Yeah, he was talking about it and then he didn't. No, I, most of the people who were talking about it didn't, didn't obviously, yeah. because it's a stupid idea. And I mean, <laughs> the plan, for those who don't remember, was that a bunch of nerds were had this idea that they were going to storm Area 51 yeah. because, more or less, uh, the hypothesis was that the government could not shoot them all. But, like, what? why would you want—once you got there, they're going to grab you and shoot you. Like, they could grab and shoot you all. I well, think. No, that was the theory behind it, is that if they came with thousands upon thousands of people, it would be too many for they the government rush to shoot. Which but is probably true. Really? Like, with machine guns, they couldn't just sit there shooting them all? And even if you did get on, you're just on their base now. They can at least grab you. Oh, I tend to think you're right, and they underestimated the Air Force's capabilities. I think if the airport wanted to, they could absolutely have mowed them down. Well, number one, uh, they announced it in advance, so clearly the military would be able to prepare for something like that. Yeah. Uh, Number two, though, if you were to not announce it in advance, then how many troops are normally on this particular base? Probably not, you know, hundreds of thousands of them, right? It's probably a a thousand or something like that. Who knows? It's a secret base. We have no idea. And then, Uh, like, would they want the... 
optics of them killing thousands of people. No, they probably wouldn't. And there's a good chance that even if you rushed into to Area 51, you still wouldn't get into any super secret areas. You absolutely wouldn't because you'd run into a need for key cards yeah. and pin numbers. And Underground labs or whatever, right? Who knows Yeah, you how can't just rush someone and take their badge and then swipe it and get into a super secure facility like Area 51. It's going to also yeah. require you to enter some sort of pin number. I'm not sure how big Area 51 is, but Dugway Proving Grounds is as big as Rhode Island. And it's supposed to be Area 52. Two, they say this they is say where that, you lived yeah they say that they moved it there like there is no place that you can stand and see onto the base that is uh like the highest classification because it's so big like you can have mm. telescopes or whatever not telescopes, didn't you say but, that there were different areas of security as you get deeper into the base yeah it's like it's like english villages e the next one is named something that starts with a D, the next mm-hmm. one is named something... Like, if you have... And you have to have a clearance, security yeah, if you had clearance. E only on your badge, you can only go in English Village, which is, mm-hmm. like, where I went to high school. He doesn't claim anything about what the warrant might have said if he was even presented with it. All he says is that they were told that it had something to do with images posted to his website. Uh, but the thing you can take away from this is if you don't yet have some sort of system for an off-site backup... For things like that are important to you, whether they be just your passwords or whether they are your photos or whatever data information for your business, you know, whatever we're talking about, things that are critical, mission critical information. If you haven't yet hired some company, I'm not going to make any recommendations. I don't know which ones are the best. I don't know which ones are the most secure, but just having something off of your premises is a huge help in a situation like this. As long as you have the password to get back into that off-site backup, you can restore all your files onto your new laptop or your new desktop computer that you had to buy because they stole your stuff. I'm not recommending them because it's been years since I used them, but when I did IT, uh, I used a company called Mosey Pro to do these sorts of things to Mm -hmm. help prevent people from dealing with ransomware and things like that. You just click a button, it automatically restores their files, so if they were encrypted by ransomware, it undid all of that, basically, and it would keep up to... Save you thousands of dollars right there. And it would keep you know up to 10 different backups, so they would have to have the ransomware encrypting their files over a period of you know 30 days, and and you'd catch it by then. Anyway, it was really awesome. I don't know what it would be like for an individual to have to use it but you could set it up to back up you know every single day or every single hour or just whenever yep. there were changes made and it was a fantastic utility and people should do this because and how much did it cost uh i think well this was a business thing so it wasn't i don't remember the exact specifics but it was you can get suitable this stuff for, for like business. 10 20 30 bucks a month yeah I mean, and i would not... highly recommend it because ransomware hits individuals and yep. you can lose all of your fa- years of family photos everything you could that lose may be more likely than an fbi raid maybe not yeah. i don't know and what's more likely an fbi raid or ransomware at this point they seem to be happening more often and a lot of people just want to back up onto a flash drive and things like that and that will help to They'll an take extent that. but They'll the fbi that. will take that yeah. it, and it won't help you with ransomware, usually because most people don't actually disconnect the flash drive, so they leave it plugged in, so it gets mm-hmm. encrypted, get too. Well, yeah. if you mm-hmm. label it karaoke, they won't take it. <laughs> You're referring to what happened here? Yeah. <laughs> well, they probably took a look at it and said, okay, well, this is literally just karaoke. Maybe so. they did. I don't know. I don't know. But you can't, you know, don't leave this to chance, okay? So take take away from this this lesson that... 
Just take the time, do a little bit of research, find one of these automated tools that, that's got good reviews. You just download their app, and then you select, you tell it you want to back up the whole drive, or maybe you just want to get certain files or certain folders. You spend maybe an hour of your time on this, and it will be a huge help. Go ahead, Major. Yeah, they took the beer away from them. That's what the controversy is. Really? They wouldn't, yeah, they wouldn't let the Clydesdale Budweiser. Budweiser had a contract to supply the beer for this particular uh, gala event mm-hmm. and in a non-drinking country. Uh, uh, people are dying, are Major. Most the kibosh to it. What do you mean they're Violet dying? Contract. I don't know what's going to become of it. It's but, uh, it's Qatar, where which has the death penalty and it criminalizes homosexuality. It has nothing to do with drinking. I don't know what he's talking about. The controversy has nothing to do with drinking. It's got to do with you know Qatar and a lot of Middle Eastern countries murdering gay people for being mm-hmm. gay. Major, was that why well, you're calling tonight? I think most, he was trying no, to make most, a joke. No, most Muslim countries are they they don't believe in alcohol consumption of any kind. Yeah, yeah that's true. Saudi Arabia too. That's true. Uh, so it sounds like what you're saying is there's more than one controversy over there. Uh, we'll we'll get into areas here in a moment. But is that why you were calling tonight? Was about the World Cup? No, no. I called in about the uh, the global conference that went on with NATO here that Al Gore is representing us on. Okay, what's that? Evidently, he's not representing well, me. Of, of course, he's not representing me either, dude. Mm-hmm. I'm just speaking in the we the people type scenario. Is um, it in America? Or is it somewhere else? Oh, of course, it's somewhere else. It's oh. over in Qatar or some damn place. I don't know. Oh, it's in Qatar also? I he thought... doesn't know. He said he doesn't know. All right, what do I we need to know about this? Well, anyway, Al Gore, uh, th- th- there were demands of reparations to be paid for climatic impacts upon countries hmm. by larger countries that had bank books. Uh, and, and I'm, I'm, you know, China Joe, he's trying to tear down coal plants here in America and for every one we tear down, I guarantee they build three to 30, and we're going to pay reparations, and China gets a scoot for a third world country as well as India. So you're saying smaller countries were demanding reparations based on climate change from wealthy countries? Based on damage from storms over Climate change, which we both know does not exist. So Qatar, this is a very restrictive Muslim country, as I understand it. Is, it. And isn't Al Jazeera based they out are. of there? Yeah. And that, that's sort of what makes me sad, because I thought Qatar was one of the less evil of the Middle Eastern No, regimes. they just don't get the press. I mean, they're yeah. probably just as evil. But they're not probably as large. They're definitely not getting the press. I have a large number of friends who love football. Mm-hmm. And they're watching the World Cup. Or Soccer. A, football, yeah. I'm going to keep calling it football, though, yeah, just yeah. to bother the Americans out there who can't stand that. Cause, it confused me a little. I'm not going to lie. I was like, football or I'm soccer? Sorry. Everyone else calls football. soccer football. Yeah. Football. And which makes sense because you use your feet to play it, whereas yes. Americans... I prefer to call that rugby football, but you're, you're right. For the sake of clarity, I will just call it soccer. By the way, it, only 2.7 million people live in Qatar. It is a relatively small it, but country. But you're, you're right. You play only with your feet to play soccer, but you you can use your hands for football. So. Yeah. In football, you almost never 
touch the foot with your ball. That like two positions yes. do that. Very rarely. So the back in 2010, Qatar got permission or they won their bid to host the World Cup. And that's sort of the Super Bowl of football, soccer. It's the yeah. Super Bowl of soccer because that, that was super confusing. Yeah, sure. But it's, except it's worldwide because rugby, football, American football, only Americans really care about it to the extent that you know it's popular. Mm-hmm. But the rest of the world cares about soccer and that makes the World Cup a very, very big deal. Sure. And this, the World Cup is effectively a tournament, as I understand it, to see who, you know, is the best soccer team in the world. And in 2010-ish, Qatar won the bid to have it for this year. And Qatar, of course, is very much like Saudi Arabia and Pakistan. Well, not Pakistan, not so much, I don't think. And other Middle Eastern countries that have lost sight of the, the Sufi tradition and other Islamic traditions where which preach that there is no compulsion in religion, that just mm-hmm. because someone does a thing you don't like doesn't mean you get to behead them. Of course, Saudi Arabia is in the news for beheading a lot of people for doing things that its government doesn't like. And Qatar, of course, is one of the Middle Eastern Muslim countries that criminalizes homosexuality. Oh, okay. And this is what caused a stir in the worldwide community is, hey, you're supporting this government that is homophobic and that criminalizes gay people, puts gay people in prison. Let's go to Phil. He's on the line in California, and we'll get into Qatar and what's going on over there. Phil, you're on Free Talk Live. I listen to a lot of talk radio uh, podcasts whenever I get a chance on when I, I travel a lot. Okay. So I've noticed uh, certain there's certain companies. I wonder if it comes from the top down. Like, you notice it a lot with ESPN, where they'll always fit in these things that they don't seem like they fit in. Like, they'll just have to throw in, like, something that has nothing to do with sports, like fair and balanced elections. But they'll, they'll put it in a – like, in talking about something completely different. But then it's just not one show. It's, it's multiple shows that have to throw this in. And some of the hosts feel like it seems like they want to throw it in, but they do. So I'm wondering, do do these things come from the top down? And, I mean, I've noticed it a lot with my favorite talk show host ever, who I can't stand anymore, is Howard Stern. Hmm. He, it seems like he just throws in this stuff and like it just, and he goes on about these. What sort of stuff? Because you've only given one example and all you said about it was fair and balanced election. So I I have no idea what sort of stuff you're talking about them throwing in. Can you be specific about like what did Howard Stern do Uh, that got your attention? Ah, gosh. Um, Well, about, okay, Uh, when the whole COVID shot thing, uh, they'd always throw in stuff about, oh, the shot, if we have the shot, then, I mean, before the vaccine came out, They'd always be like, the vaccine will come and we can get back to normal, get back to normal. So mm-hmm. that would be another example. I mean, I, I didn't come prepared with a Well, okay. I mean, just on the COVID thing, just, you, you're, what you're talking about is this mass uh, psychosis. People were under the spell of the governments and the medicine manufacturers out there, the pharmaceutical companies. They were under the spell of all of these liars and they just parroted the lies. That's what that's what happened there. They were afraid. But there's lots of examples with mass media saying like lots of different newscasters saying the same thing in the same exact yeah. language. 
Did you or someone you love work, live, or serve at Camp Lejeune between 1953 and 1988? If you or someone you know lived, served, or worked at Camp Lejeune between 1953 and 1988 and has cancer, Parkinson's disease, or another serious health issue, they are entitled to compensation. To see if they are eligible, they need to call Liberty Legal. Contaminants in the drinking water have led to these serious diseases and legislation is now available for veterans and family members who may qualify for financial help from the government. There may be a time deadline, so don't wait. Call 888-918-1037. Anyone that has lived, worked, or served at Camp Lejeune from 1953 to 1988 and has had cancer, Parkinson's disease, or another serious health issue, the money is already set aside. 888-918-1037. 888-918-1037. This is from four years ago, looks like, and the channel to give credit here is Shoot Me Dead on YouTube. Although this popped up everywhere, this is probably not the original post of this this video, but uh, here it is. I am Fox San Antonio's Jessica Headley. And I'm Ryan Wolf. Our, our greatest, greatest responsibility, responsibility is to, to serve our, our Treasure Valley communities. Now what it's doing here is it's flipping from one news feed to the next and putting them up on the screen simultaneously. That's when you'll hear the the sort of the multi-voice harmonizing. A warning for people, it does become very difficult to listen to at times. It does. It'll, I'm not going to play the whole thing. You Paso get the Las point. Cruces communities. Eastern Iowa communities. Mid-Michigan communities. We are extremely proud of the quality, balanced journalism that CBS4 News produces. But we are concerned about someone trying to be responsible, one-sided news stories playing our country. It has nine different uh, <laughs> simultaneous feeds here of these different news companies. And what's important to point out is, and you can't see this or you can't hear this on the radio, but there's an ABC, there's a Fox, there's a CBS. So you've got different quote-unquote brands of news that are saying the same thing. Plaguing our country. The sharing of biased and false news has become all too common on social media. More alarming, some media outlets publish these same fake stories without checking facts first. The sharing of biased and false, false news has, has become, become all too common, common on, on social, social media. media. It just goes on. It's not even That's halfway. That's way more than nine, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's uh, let's see, there's six per row and there's going to be six rows. So this is going to be 36 <laughs> when this uh, this clip is done. But it gives, gets you the, you know, the, the point that they're trying to make in this video. And Phil, I suspect that this is part of what you're talking about when you're hearing a sort of homogenous message on media. Um, part of it, yeah. Um, but it's it, it's also I think it more has to do with opinions. That it seems like it's it's you. It seems like when you're listening to something and you just listen to it, uh, just a singular show or whatever, and you hear an opinion, you're like, okay, okay, that's their opinion, whatever. But it seems like things are forced in, and I think I noticed this a lot uh, with the Kyrie Irving thing. Um, I just want to use that as an example. I, I won't dwell on this topic. But uh, they basically, okay, it started off, he plays in New York City. Um, they had the vaccine mandate, I think it was last year, and he wouldn't, he wouldn't take the shot. So he was willing mm. to sit out nice. and not play and forfeit his salary, Good for which him. is you know, $25 million he's giving up. It's commendable. Like 10 bucks. Yeah, for sure. And everything, he posts stuff on social media all the time, even stuff he doesn't really agree with or whatever. He, he puts out things that make people think. Mm-hmm. 
Now, what somebody pointed out is all of these stations, even though they're Fox and CBS and all that, are all owned by one company called Sinclair Broadcasting. And what happens in the business of these television and radio stations is somebody at the top is writing this script and it is being distributed to all of these stations and they are probably being told you have to run this particular story so yes there is definitely control from the top now is it a evil kind of uh back rooms filled with smoke bilderberg group uh plot to maybe not evil inherently but it's it's not good when you have one opinion being broadcast to so many people like maybe oh, it's, I not, agree. it's not good at all it, it seems yeah. like not that i want it to be illegal or something like that but it seems like it can easily be manipulated if it's not specifically being used for evil this is sort of the issue with corporations as i understand it it's my issue with this is that it's now suddenly you have fox news and cbs and nbc which the average person thinks are sort of not enemies of each other but mm-hmm. they're on different sides of the aisle so to speak like Fox is on the right and mm-hmm. C- CBS is on the left. So suddenly you have the left and the right saying the same thing. So if someone, it, it, it reinforces them. It, it creates where there's no alternative perspective, so to speak. Yeah. And it, it would be clearer if I think you said, I, I don't remember the, let's say Hartel Communications or whatever was the company that owned all of these things. If they were, instead of being branded Fox 24 or CBS 13 or whatever, it just said Hartel Media Network. It, mm-hmm, it yeah. hides the fact that it's all coming from a single source. That's a great point. And it's corporations that allow this to happen. Yeah, well, thankfully, we have the internet to make this clear, right? Because if all we had, if this was, you know, 1989, you wouldn't know what the newscaster in New York City or in Seattle or in El Paso or whatever was saying. You would have no idea. So we actually get to know more now about how these things work. We're we're seeing the veil pulled back uh, from mainstream media. And I'm not saying this isn't a plot, right? Like, it's it's very well possible that the owner of Sinclair Broadcasting could be part of the World Economic Forum or whatever, right? It's like these people have a pro-government perspective, whether it's some sort of overarching you know, grandiose New World Order plan or just sort of the way things have gone because the government runs the schools and indoctrinates people to believe that the government is necessary and the government is good, right? If anything, it shows how easy it would be when people go like, "There's how could there be a group of people that are a small group of people in the world who want to control the rest of the world? How how could they even do that? Like it shows how easy it would be for them to, because if one person from the World Economic Forum, let's just say that for Mm -hmm. easy explanation, wanted a message to get out to like thousands of people of different political perspectives, they could tell that writer, this is what you're going to write. Right. One uh, discussion we were going to get into was about Qatar, where apparently the World Cup is happening. This is the world's largest soccer tournament, or the the key, you know the the key game, the essentially the Super Bowl of uh, football. And it is a tournament, evidently. So it's not okay. just one game; it culminates. It's a series in... of games. Yes. Okay. And so they're having all of these games in Qatar. As far is as I right? can tell, okay. I'm not an expert in the World Cup yeah. or in football. Uh, as I began to say when we first brought this up, I have a lot of friends who do play soccer. One of really? them is a soccer coach. I mean, she went to she's got a master degree in some sports thing, and huh. she's 
soccer football was her sport. She plays it regularly with the people who own the Jamaica place down here. They're, they're okay. on her adult co-ed soccer team. It's a big deal, apparently, even mm-hmm. here in New Hampshire. And it's surprising to me. But when I mentioned to, she showed me today that she was watching a video of the World Cup, and I was like, yeah, yeah, but screw Qatar. And she's like, why? What, what What's going on there? I was like, you're watching the World Cup? I mean, you're plugged in to current events more so than the average person. And she, and you she ha- didn't know. And you have no idea any of this is going on. So what's going on? Well, there's many things going on. There's also rumors, and I, I can't weigh in on these, that there's been an unusual number of worker deaths in regard to the World Cup in Qatar. I don't know anything about that. I've seen it. I have not independently verified it, but it seems suspicious based on what I've seen and within the realm of possibility. Like people from Qatar? I don't know. Oh. The European teams, however, competing at the 2022 Qatar World Cup walked back their plans to wear One Love armbands in support of LGBTQ rights during the tournament. Now, this comes back to the whole source of this is that uh, being gay or being LGBTQ is illegal in Qatar. I don't know what the punishment is for breaking that particular law, but it is illegal. According to the Washington Post article about this, uh, they say here that same-sex sexual activities are punishable in Qatar with a prison sentence and potentially, although it is never known to have been carried out, capital punishment. Which is death. Correct. That's unfortunate. So that's where things are. And a lot of people in the, a lot of these are European teams where, you know, LGBTQ rights are <laughs> widely recognized and not, you know, you're penalized or discriminated against so their plan was to wear one love armbands which is sort of a slogan for lgbtq stuff and you know there's there's only one love out there and it doesn't matter whether it's between you know two men or mm-hmm. two women or a man and a woman all love is essentially the same or is, three men or right. you know mixed bag or whatever right right that's the meaning behind the one love campaign is that all love is is the same it makes sense to me yeah but of course the qatar government doesn't like that mm-hmm. because that's pro-LGBTQ. So they want people to instead wear one that says no discrimination. If you support LGBTQ rights and your employer is like, hey, you're all going to this place where being gay is actively penalized. Mm-hmm. Why would you even do that? Your whole team should sit that one out. They can't fire you all. And it seems like it. The same reason why most of the tennis players during COVID went ahead and they did what they were told, right? They got the COVID vaccine and they jumped through all the hoops with the exception of that one guy, Djokovic or whatever, who refused to and, you know, basically put his his title up on the line and was willing to do it. But everybody else did what they were told. I feel like this one's a little different. Like maybe they really felt that they would have more of an impact if they went and wore these one love armbands than if mm-hmm. they just didn't go plus there's like it's the government that is against lgbt people like but this could potentially reach like the actual people that live there you know maybe maybe they just looked at it that way i don't know and they know in this case that it's wrong a lot of the tennis players who got the shot in order to compete they felt like getting the shot was a good thing or at least morally Mm -hmm. neutral Mm -hmm. here these people from western nations presumably they know that it's wrong to criminalize homosexuality so that by going there and participating in this they're promoting the this wrong act that is discrimination well i mean 
I don't know if you can go that far because I mean you're not necessarily they're bringing tourism to Qatar. Okay, but but when you go and you pr- you play in the United States, does that mean you're promoting the war on drugs because the United States has a war on drugs? The fact that you're going to a place that is a tyranny in some various different ways doesn't mean you're necessarily endorsing that tyranny. And these people are they just want to play their damn game. You know, they probably don't want to get involved in, I mean, maybe some of them want to wear a, an armband, but they're not willing to go so far as to give up their career or give up their, what they might perceive as giving up their career just to simply make a political statement. Most people don't get, and same reason why business owners don't get into business to disobey the government. They get into business to make money. They don't want to piss off half of their customers by taking a political position in, in most cases. That's why we saw a lot of business owners obey all the COVID mandates, even though they personally may have been against them. They just wanted to go along to get along and the same thing's probably true of uh, of these players good point I, I i don't want to fault the players you're absolutely right for agreeing to go there and do this it, i would say it's more the fault of the of FIFA. fifa for allowing it to take place knowing that these seven european teams were going to be coming from places where homosexuality is not illegal and where it's widely accepted and not criticized Where's your like story how many from, of the players might be lgbt like Some i would be really sure, afraid yeah. to go there Where's like this? i wouldn't have went to russia if i was Brittany griner not well like, she shouldn't have brought weed i mean she said she mistake. didn't mean to but honestly we were talking about this before i, would, I just wouldn't have went during a war where the yeah. russians and the americans are beefing but it I was, she was job, already there so. wasn't she already there or no i don't know she had to be traveling so we're looking at uh, qatar it is the host to the world cup that's going on i guess right now and there's bunch of headlines in the news about the alcohol restrictions that have come into place. Apparently, the Qataran government or whoever has banned the sale of alcohol in the area of the World Cup. I'm surprised it's not just always banned. Like in you can't Saudi get them Arabia. at the stadium? That's what it sounds like. I don't know if it's available inside the stadium, but apparently the fans from Ecuador were chanting, we want beer in a story that came out just one hour ago. So this is apparently affecting the the stadium, the way it sounds. That's probably a bad idea. I don't know a lot about football, but I do know that football plus alcohol, from everything I've heard from from my friends overseas, especially in the United Kingdom, you get hooliganism. You get people flipping over cars and setting things on fire. It happens in like Tuscaloosa, Alabama, whenever they have a crazy football game also know? true right and, and so, they'll so I frequently maybe dis- see why they would ban the alcohol sure I, I, frequently the the winning team will do the destruction have mm. you guys seen that happen where like uh, the team especially wins. in regard in, in football yeah, yeah. Um, in soccer i've seen american sports do that yes. too uh so anyway the, i did pull up an article Weird. here from the new yorker written by someone who spent some time living in uh, Qatar. It's a headline, Drinking Beers in Qatar. As a Westerner who's lived under Qatari restrictions, I wasn't surprised by the public alcohol ban at the World Cups. This was published yesterday. And she gets into, you know, detail on the sort of the culture and the the life there. Why would... Okay, put yourself in FIFA's shoes here. Here's this country that criminalizes all LGBTQ stuff. Mm -hmm. There's no alcohol anywhere in the country... There's no pot. What do they have? There's no there's no strip clubs. There's none of this fun stuff. What does this country have to offer that would entice you to have the World Cup there? Church, over, apparently. <laughs> over literally any other country where you can have these things. I was interested to know more about that when they said that they won the bid in 2010. I was like, Money. what does that mean? It means they paid for it. Yeah, but other countries pay for it as well. And does that extra... They outbid them. 
but that, does that, does but that fifteen thousand dollars or whatever it was? This difference between fifteen the million. One? Yeah, but is that big enough deal to screw Apparently over? Apparently, for FIFA, it is. That, that's exactly my point. They they made a bad decision here, and they should have gone with the second highest bidder, or yeah. they should have said, "Okay, look, we'll allow you to do this, but if you want to do it, because this is the World Cup, they they they're not hurting for FIFA isn't hurting for money. They they should have. If I had been the manager of FIFA, and there's a, probably plenty of reasons I'm not, <laughs> I would have said, "If you want to do this, you're going to have to allow our people to have alcohol." And you're going to have to stop killing gay people. How gay are you, Sarah? Oh, yes. Uh, yeah, pretty conversation there. Um, no, Sarah, how gay are you? Well, I just never had to really find out, you know. I never had to. Don't, I don't have to. I had to. But, I mean, the thing is that when, when women do it, we're considered, like, beautiful, and it's not disgusting when a man do it. It's considered kind of, like, sordid. You know what mm, I mean? That's yeah. I don't know if that's true in America. Yeah, that's not been my experience with women at all. I, I, I assumed the same thing when I was growing up, but and I was very surprised to learn from some of my girlfriends that they find the idea of two guys together just as hot as two men find the idea of two girls together. Yeah, I don't know. I never, I never really um, pursued it, but I wanted to talk about. Did you have a chance movie. when you go to the commie meetings? Are there a lot of like easy lesbians there? I don't know about all of that. I, I don't think they they're about that. But you know, oh, they are. They're commies. I mean, yeah, <laughs> probably <laughs> they half believe of them in are sharing, gay. right? Aren't they supposedly believe in sharing? Doesn't that include your know, own bodies? That was, uh, it wasn't really about that. I mean, if communism doesn't believe, if you don't believe in owning things, then presumably you don't own yourself, right? So therefore, if somebody wanted to have sex with you, they should be able to under communism, don't you think? I I have no idea, but... Well, you are communist. I find myself wondering that you as a communist, I mean, you've said that you are a card-carrying Communist Party member. You go to the meetings. Uh, Surely... I I, I stopped going. Why? Why'd you stop? well, I mean, the when I was in Boston, there was like seven communist party meetings, uh, like every week that mm-hmm. I could go to. But over here, it's kind of remote. They have one meeting once a month, so mm-hmm. I I stopped going, and I'm not a card carrying member. And you know, that's uh, your preference of. So does that mean you your, no longer actually believe your, in communism? Yeah, but it's got nothing to do with uh, your personal choice. Communism is about economic policy. Well, I, I thought you, communists were against pro- property, though. I mean, but you know what? You you make your decision with you, you between your morality with your Lord. You know what I mean? Your God. No, no, no. But you I want to know about conscience. property, Sarah. Isn't communism against the idea of property? Well, I mean, you know, I, I don't know how it's uh, every culture, it will adapt. To your culture. I mean, you, you, I mean, look at it. There's gay churches because they. Sarah, she can't answer the question. No, I, I don't I think, think she even understands the question. Yeah, I think she just doesn't have the capability to answer this question. I you think, don't think she knows what property means? I don't think she knows if self ownership of your body is always like a thing that they have or don't have in communism or if it depends mm-hmm. on the country you're in or whatever. I don't think she knows and I don't really know. But as far as being able to drink in Qatar, as long as you're not a Muslim and you're willing to do it privately, you can legally drink, apparently, in Qatar, according to the okay, story. So they can't have them at the World Cup, but if they have alcohol and they drink it in their homes, 
or in their hotel or Airbnb or whatever, that's allowed. So according to the story of the New Yorker, which I've, I've skipped down to uh, this part here, it was published just yesterday, and just so you know what the headline is, I'll publish it for you, or I'll post it on our social media at social.freetalklive.com on the at FTL account. Uh, Claire Malone writing, "Drink." it's called Drinking Beers in Qatar. And after a little while, she explains, she says, Drinking became a fixation for many because it was fun and social, sure, but there was also a nose-thumbing aspect to it. Again, she ran, she lived in Qatar for some time. You lived in your uh, lived your whole work week wearing conservative clothes in 120 plus degree heat, going to censored movies at the theater, and growing tired of the endless mall walks. A Hendrix and a cucumber was a taste of home and a private statement of defiance. Drinking in Doha, which I guess is a city there, must be done in sanctioned hotels and clubs, or at your residence after you've obtained a liquor license. Through your employer. Even at your house? Yes. Stating that you are not a Muslim. Then it is not an um, act of defiance, it feels like. Like, I remember in high school, it was, like, so much more fun to smoke weed in Texas in 2010. Because it was more illegal Because it was so illegal. And now yeah. it's less, just, like, I feel like it's less... That, there's that one aspect of missing, at least. Yeah, you make a great point here, Bonnie, and that is for the average person... Doing something that is mostly prohibited, even in a legal way, feels defiant to them, mm. right? Like, this person isn't defying anything except perhaps That's social so norms. sad. Yeah. Uh, I mean, because being genuinely defiant is so addictive. I mean, yeah. it feels good to say no and to stand up for yourself. Even if you just half-heartedly want to say no, just actually doing it, it's such a power move. Alcohol, she says, so central to many cultures and such anathema to the Qatari one is a natural trigger point in what is somewhat reluctantly a somewhat somewhat reluctantly multicultural society. It's why the World Cup controversy could have been foreseen. Beer at stadiums would have crossed an important line of private versus public consumption of alcohol. And in Qatar, the boundaries between those realms is sacrosanct. Rules like no eating or drinking in public during Ramadan and uh, are other pointed assertions of values that grate on some expatriates. House parties ramp up during the holiest month of the Islamic calendar. Quote, Ramadan is dry, but not at the Marine House. An old invite that I recently pulled up blared. It's an impulse that That's is... That's disgusting, so even if you're not a Muslim, you effectively have to publicly live according to Muslim custom. Why? That's right. And I, why would anyone stay there if you weren't a Muslim in those she situations? Must have been making money. Make money elsewhere. I mean, yeah. to, you know to, how people to a certain are. Extent, it's not their, worth it. They'll give up their principles for money. They, people do it all the time. They live in places they don't want to live. They work for people they don't want to work for, and they excuse it because, hey, I got to put the kids through school. You just listened to the new extended Free Talk Live Daily Digest. We felt this format was more appropriate for our podcast audience and decided to make it our official podcast. If you subscribe to the Daily Digest or full episode RSS feeds, please resubscribe to the main FTL podcast feed, which you can find at feeds.freetalklive.com. The other feeds rely on a third-party service, and though they'll have the same content, we can't be sure how long they'll stay online. If you still want the entire radio show, you can listen live every night from 7 to 10 Eastern at freetalklive.com. Full video archives are at video.freetalklive.com or tune into our 24-7 stream for the latest show at listen.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live's amps will continue to receive the full two-hour radio show with no recorded commercials via podcast through Patreon 
So please join amps.freetalklive.com for just $5 a month. Thank you for listening to and sharing Free Talk Live. 